Hello and welcome to Sports and Spirit World Cup Edition. <laughs> hey, Streety. How are you, Maka? Good, mate. Well, we're back here for number 12. It wouldn't be a World Cup without a really bad Russian accent. That's right. Yeah. It's a big, big month in sport. Doesn't get any bigger than the event that's starting, to, well, in two days' time. And we're here for episode 12 of Sports and Spit. So that's thanks right. for joining us. Armed with a couple of bottle, bottles of Stolly. <laughs> Yeah, we're headed all the way to Russia. We're coming at you from uh, from Milan to Minsk. Uh, right. We are going to today preview the World Cup. We are going to well, what are we going? We we called this episode "Looking Back, Looking Forward." Didn't That's we? right. Yep. We, so we thought we'd theme this episode. Yeah, we're trying a few new things here at Sports and Spin on the creative floor. That's right. It's been a few weeks since our last show, and weeks, there yeah. has been plenty of water under the bridge in the sporting world, both. Uh, at home and abroad. Yep. So, um, we, we so thought, we're, we're going to cover that. We thought, yeah, we thought the theme of looking back and looking forward kind of fit because it tends to be what we do with the fact that we can't get around to doing this very often. So No. Um, we look back and we look forward. And so we're going to come at you with a few things. We're going to talk about State of Origin, Game 1 that happened recently, and then we're going to look forward to, to Game 2 and, and what we think is going to happen there. And um, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals, which have just concluded. Yep. We're going to talk about the NBA draft, which is coming up. Yep. We're going to talk about where LeBron James might go. Yep. Where we think he might end up. We're going to look back at a time in our lives that we think our sons may not actually experience, Treaty, which is a time when Australia didn't qualify for the Soccer World Cup. Yeah, I tell you what, kids of today just have it easy. Mate, <laughs> there are a generation of kids growing up today that aren't going to know the struggle that we knew. Exactly. Right? Like, don't worry about any of the world wars or any of Vietnam like anyone, our, our previous generations went through. Our kids are the ones that won't know real struggle. Which That's was, right. Which is when your country never qualified for a soccer world cup. Get up in the morning, they want to watch an iPad. Yep. They can get whatever they want yep. by typing in a few keys. You don't have to just, there's no TV guides anymore. Australia's been in a world cup for the last three of them or whatever since 2006. Yep. So for 12 years... There is a generation of children here who have not known suffering. And we'll talk about that generation and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the impact that had on our sporting lives. Yeah. Um, and then we'll look forward to the World Cup itself. And we've got a very special sports and spit event coming to you. We've got the World Cup sweep where previous to going to air and recording this episode, we drew out 32 countries. Yep. And 32 names of people that pre-registered on our social media page. That's exactly right. Uh, now, that took around about 45 minutes, thanks to our inability to use technology to randomise the, the selection and yeah. your amazing ability to twist paper into a knot that no one can get undone. I knew that all those, uh, that time in maths class <laughs> back in high school would pay off when I used to make the... Um, Pea shooter things out of uh, the pens. Fuck me, Dad. I had the, the task, just so you know, I had the task of unwinding every piece of paper, little piece of paper that you had you had twisted up. And, mate, that was the hardest thing so I've done. So that was this 50 week. bits all up, 32 countries, 18 participants in the sweep. Yep. So yeah. we're going to announce who, what teams you got if you were one of the people that were lucky enough to pre register and you got on fast. Um, and, and we'll have a bit of a, a laugh at some of the names that people have actually drawn out in that sweep. And, yeah. and it was all legitimate. So, you know, look, we're, we're all above board here. The Lotto office, their representatives just left exactly. uh, from observing the process. So, look, let's not hesitate, Strudy. Let's get into it, mate. Let's look back. Origin 1. Origin 1. Yeah, well, the Blues, they got up. They um, Finally. Finally. Well, 
They won in game one last year, didn't they? Yeah. I and think... we all got a bit excited. Yeah. And we all thought this was going to be the year. Yeah, so um, you know, I fully expect a bunch of whinging Queenslanders to come at us with uh, with excuses as to why they got beaten and so forth. Well, don't but... they have the ultimate excuse? I mean, the players that have left the team? Yeah. Like, so they've lost the spine. Cameron Smith, Billy Slater didn't play in game one. He, I don't know if he's yeah. fit enough to play in game two. I mean, but Cameron Smith could have been there. He just had a sook and retired after he got suspended that time. Do, do you think he, after he got suspended that time, yeah, so he did. He wasn't real happy with the NRL, so he decided to pull his, to pull his attendance at the Origin game. Do you think it's all a bit weird the way that those guys have retired? Like, as in, they some of them left it pretty late, right? Like, so just this week, just gone, Darius Boyd, of all people, decided to withdraw his name and retire from representative football. Did he? Yeah. So he won't he won't be playing if he's picked. But I, that's kind of like me and you Maybe withdrawing you think, our names from selection. Ke- I don't think Darius was going to get the, the tap. But No. Nah. Do I you mean, think Kevin Walters thanks, was just Darius. making him work too hard and uh, Mal Meninga took, an easy, took, uh, took it easy on him? Oh, I reckon Mal and Michael Hagen probably would have had some pretty sweet bonding sessions. Like Mal, he gave it a fair nudge. Yeah. So I'd say they probably had some pretty good bonding sessions. What did you think of the game, Streety? Did you think it was a good game? Was I, it an Origin classic? Oh, I don't know about a classic, but I actually, for, for probably the first time in maybe two, two or three seasons, it, it was a game of footy that had constant flow. I think there was only like five penalties all up. Yeah, there was. It so, was a pretty low penalty count, which was good. So that that game was officiated in in the manner that every. NRL club game yeah. should be now. There's a bit of a you know a school of thought or argument saying we have we have the best players, the, you know the best you know, 36 players on a list out there. Oh, and that's why they don't get penalised because they don't infringe. Exactly, but by all, oh. but I also think what a load that, of shit. yeah, totally, yeah. absolutely. Like they they, they let it go, um, yeah. and then that's fine. I think it's got to the point in, in rugby league at the moment, especially this year where referees is getting too technical in the ruck and tackles and yeah. I think if you just give a players an extra second or two to, to get off a man and you know that the game will sort of it'll kind of just you know it sorts itself it'll, out it'll correct itself and yeah. it'll, it'll set its own tone but if you have a referee blowing a whistle you know off the second set and you yeah. know dictating the pace yeah. then that that can, can stifle games and we've I, seen a lot of that but I'm very respectful of referees and the job they do it's very hard it, it, like I when I did attempt to referee basketball years and years ago I, I didn't like it at all um, wasn't for me I couldn't do two things at once so I you know I missed some clangers but so you wouldn't find me doing it but but I I do get the impression sometimes that referees feel left out and then therefore want to get involved in the game more in, mm. in any sport I'd say so they tend to over over officiate that's yeah. like anything right like I mean you, you know everything's going on around you you kind of want to be involved I mean yeah. doing five things a night over 80 minutes is probably pretty hard for two blokes to kind of sit back and just do that mm. so it would have been itching to call a penalty they probably would have gone home and blown the blown the wife offside yeah but it was a <laughs> it, was, it was a good game um, and I, I think you know in the wash up of it all uh, I think everyone was pretty pretty happy with mm. with, with how it went now, let's not forget, whilst Queensland did have a number of players out or had retired for yeah. whatever reason, yep. um, well, let's quickly New South go Wales through. had so, 11 so, deputants. Yeah, they did, actually. So, that, so, so, so the thing is, is that actually there was more experience in the Queensland side, even though you took out the retired players, yeah. than there was in the New South Wales side. So that, so there you go, Queenslanders. Get that up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a load of shit, and you're not going to bloody use it as an excuse. We smashed you. So, yeah. uh, and we'll smash you again in about 
10 days time when we play on a Sunday night. What? A Sunday night? Yeah. Why are they playing on a Sunday night? I think, and I don't know whether we covered this way back in the in the early days of sports and spit. Yeah. But three weeks between games is a bit crazy. Um, yeah, three weeks is a long time. But so I'll, this is a two and a half week break because yeah, of the Sunday night. Yeah, I think having that that middle game does that. Um, I, I still think you probably it's just better off on a Saturday. It becomes more of an event. Hmm. Um, I don't know why they would do a Sunday night. I would have thought if you're going to change the tradition and go away from Wednesday night game, that you probably would go to either a Friday or Saturday night game. And if they were going to have it on Sunday, they should have had it just this weekend on the long weekend mm. and just pushed Origin back the first one a week and started the season a week earlier, or just yeah, you know. Do so that. I don't. Know. So I'm not, I'm a bit unfamiliar with then. When do they pick the teams? Do they pick the teams? So do they only then give them a week's preparation? Do they pick the teams after this they week's pick round? Pick it on a Sunday, then they go into camp. Yeah, okay. Um, and then they release the players for that following round to go and watch their teams. Yeah. Well, that's what Freddie did with New South Wales. And then they But that's when their game's on a Wednesday night. Yeah. So with the game being on Sunday, so typically they would pick the team. So the so the teams for game one were picked on a I'd, Monday. I'd probably say for Origin two and they wouldn't change much except for injury. So they'll probably yeah. just go into camp on a Monday. Yeah, play right. on a Sunday. Yeah, probably. Anyway, it's interesting. So, uh, look, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was a good game of football. I don't think it was a classic. I think you're right. I think the, I think the, uh, the absence of the referees' interference probably helped the flow of the game. Mm. I, I was a little bit surprised, not necessarily with how I don't think New South Wales won easily, oh. but, uh, but, but they did look fairly solid. I did. Queensland did. Did um, I, I thought Queensland would, would have more points in them though. They scored a try from an intercept. They scored a try from a kick. Mm. They need more points, Queensland. I mean, they're, they're always going to have a dip in... Just give the ball to Valentine. Valentine Holmes, yeah. The Sharks <laughs> player, there you go. So I don't know how many minutes are in, but there's the first Sharks reference again. So, um, so it, 10 minutes, 20. 10 minutes, 20, yeah. Right. It's pretty, that's pretty early, actually. So, so I think... Uh, I think New South Wales have found a pretty good combination. You were very complimentary of um, of young Cleary before the series started and thinking that he was going to be a star for New South Wales. What do you think of his performance? Uh, yeah, he, he was pretty solid. I mean, he's, he's a kid. He's 20. Yeah. Um, he's a kid who makes smart decisions, though. Yeah, he's got two, two jaws. He's got a jaw wise. implanted on top of his jaw. Roger Ramjet jaw. He not, definitely not, inherited that from his old man. Not many people have a jaw that comes out further than their nose but no. he's got one of them so I don't not many expect, people uh, have a jaw that arrive at training 10 minutes before the rest of you I'd be surprised if uh, Nathan Cleary ever had a broken nose in his career <laughs> I'd expect him yeah no bounce off off his chin there mate have lower yeah. facial injuries more, <laughs> as opposed to nas- na- nasal injuries he probably would uh, but he, he was good um, and oh, so very quickly so just he, like, he didn't kick goals though no, but he hasn't been kicking off for Penrith because of injury since he... No, and I've, I've got he a, had a couple of weeks I've off. got a bone to pick with Maloney. What's so that? I took this multi. Yeah, is this because he's not playing for the Sharks? No, 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 no. So You would have never have any... So I had this or... multi, yeah. and um, it was the Blues to win. Mm. Josh Adokar, anytime try scorer, mm-hmm. and the winning margin between 11 and 15. Okay. So um, Adokar scores in the corner, yeah, yeah. and Maloney just has to kick it from Kicks the sideline. Yeah. Misses it by a bee's testicle. <laughs> yeah. So that, that would have put it up. But just in the first half, he missed a relatively easy kick by his standards, which mm. also would have put me in the margin territory. But yeah. 
So be it. Oh, well, Gunner Magoo, eh? I was going to win this and I was going to win that, yeah. but I didn't. Shoulda, so coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, mate. But anyway. So, what, so let me ask you a question then. Nathan Cleary, there was a conspiracy theory floated on one of the many message boards that we were on in terms of like, with a bunch of mates that were talking about sport by a dear friend of ours who said, who, who, who believes that the conspiracy theory is that Cleary will end up at the Roosters in, is it a year or two's time, I think he said? Um uh, with his dad as coach. Yeah, um, you can't rule it out. So so many big names come well, from here's the west th- to the east. Well, here's my theory. You know why players leave Penrith? Gus Gould. Yeah. Because he would come to training and he would give you one of those god-awful monologues every day, I reckon, around the opportunity you've got to play the game. And how inspiring it will be for you and a number of the young children out there in the west of Penrith. That would piss me off. It to be would. Honest. And I mean, it's it's enough just hearing his voice from the TV. Yep. But if you're a player, you have to look at the bloke. Yep. I mean, what do they call him? Bullfrog or something oh, like that? He's know. he's got about ten chins oh, now. So he's, he looks like Jabba the Hutt. He's got an he awful does. head. Yeah, he does have an awful head. Uh, so looking at the awful head, and then you know, he's he's got that sort of head that you'd feel more comfortable if you could just punch him in the face. Yeah, once. I mean, you'd rather go east, sit in a nice cafe or restaurant, or the yep, icebergs of Bondi, and have a chat to Politis, and not only you're going to get the lowdown and offer yep. good money, you're going to be offered real estate portfolio opportunities, sponsorship opportunities. Etc. Yep. Etc. And for a young bloke like Nathan, Cleary, friend will look after you with prescription medication. Yeah. So, yep. so yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, every single big name in the NRL is at some point in their career linked. privy to a to a Roosters approach. Yeah, exactly. Or a Bulldogs uh, approach. The Bulldogs buy a fair few. They also letting a few go as well. Well, we have to. Oh, we've bought a few too many, I think. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, listen, Cleary. Um, I think he was probably. The prince that was promised in many ways. Mm. Uh, you know, New South Wales have, have been looking for that kind of halfback ever since Johnsy yep. left us. Yep. Um, so he's probably it. And it kind of makes sense with his half's partner, mm. Maloney, being his club partner. Um, yep. Yeah, it does. It, it, well, certainly the combination helps. Can they do it again, the Blues? Can they take the series in Sydney on the Sunday night? Oh, I definitely think they'll win game two. And I, I think yeah. they'll do it pretty comfortably in okay. the end. Um, yeah. I, if I'm a betting man, which I am, not big bets, by the way. Um, That's in I'd case his wife's listening. I'll be hitting that 13 plus on the Blues on that Sunday night. 13 plus? Yep. Wow. Um, probably need to give the shout out and some props to. Um, a fellow playing his first origin match, the hooker, Damien Cook. Yeah, he did a good job, didn't he? He was fantastic. But one of the things that I was a bit surprised at, I, I think Damien Cook was fantastic and he deserved his spot. Whatever happened to Nathan Peets from last year's origin series? I thought he was probably the standout player. Yeah, but you know. You're only as good as your last series. The apparently. Gold Coast is a bit of a graveyard. I think, didn't he make the yeah. squad when he was with Parramatta and then end up switching? And Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Anyway, but that was a bit disappointing. But look, he, he had a great game. I, I think I think New South Wales will win game two, but I don't think it'll be as comfortable as 13+. Mm-hmm. plus. Okay. I think you're going to waste your money again. Only small amounts, though, Kate, in case you're listening again. Um, but I, I think... Don't worry, mate, I've got your back. So. Yeah. Uh, but I think, uh, actually... I don't think they'll win the series three 0 I think Queensland will take yeah. game three, and and I think Queensland will be still. I still think Queensland will win the lion's share of series over the next five to ten years. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, I'm going to go with a three 0 win to mm. the Blues. So yep. I'll, I'll, I'll go opposite everything you've you've said. All right. Yep. A comfortable thirteen plus winning game two, and I actually think they'll probably win 
game three by four or less. Ah, okay. Pretty tight one. Tight win. Yeah, just saw in the last so, sort of seven, eight minutes. Yeah. There was another conspiracy theory, or at least a, a, a quite sort of a point, a solid point made by another dear friend of ours, a listener all the way from Darwin, who I've mentioned before. Uh, is a good friend of mine so up there in Darwin Simo I hope you and the family are listening big shout out to Jake and Will and and Amy but you made a good point on social media the other day when you spoke about players in origin slapping each other on on the butt and showing affection towards opposition players right so there's a there's a there's a state of origin mate against mate hate against hate that's the that's the saying we grew up with yep and I think Simo is a little bit angry about the fact that um isn't it mate against mate? Yeah, what do I say? Hate against hate. Yeah, that was what the yeah that was what they used to say. Mate against mate, hate against hate. Was it state against state, mate against mate? I don't know. Well, yeah, but I'm pretty sure hate against hate was in there. That sounds alright. That's though, like it? two wrongs make a right. Well, it's a yeah, but that's okay. Sometimes <laughs> they do. I think we might need to fact check that one. Yeah, maybe we'll Google that and see. Maybe I've just made that up. No, we we I mean, but, we we here at Sports Bit profess to not having any factual no, information come that, across. That's right. It would be only only one of many inaccuracies that you'll find. Take everything we say with a grain of salt. But but do you agree with with Simo's point? Is is a player a New South Wales player showing encouragement or or some type of companionship to a to a Queensland player, is that not on at all? Showing encouragement. Well, you know, say like the other. Look, okay, let's talk about the bum tap first in sports. Like, if it's sports, it's okay. I'm happy to tap people on the bum in sports, you know. Good job, mate. Great work out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out there. Let's go. Come on. So you're Gus, talking let's about... Let's get away from Gus. Give us a speech. If your club on, teammate plays for New Queensland and you're a New South yeah, Wales... Well, well, it doesn't even have to be a club teammate, right? Like, what happens if you're an Australian teammate, right? So anybody. So if a Blues player... You know, the scrum packs down, and anyway, it runs off, and um, and you know, one of the Queensland boys is down at the bottom, and he and and he stands up, and I don't know, like one of the New South Wales boys goes, "Come on, mate, let's get back in there. Good job, you know. Come on, let's go." You know, is there like there's a bit of that or after the game? Oh, good job out there, mate. Geez, you ran hard. Like players are definitely more friendlier you... now than what they used to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, Social media. It's probably a, a degree of mutual respect uh, for players, and I suppose it does get fiery. And, now, actually, what I really enjoyed seeing was uh, Latrell Mitchell getting a biff with uh, Will Chambers. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then Gagai got involved. Yeah, so you had yeah, all these, yeah. you had three Indigenous blokes getting amongst it, yep. having a you know a, a good stink. And, yeah, yep. yeah, it was, that was great. Yeah, that Brilliant. was pretty good. Yeah, they um, give it to each other too. Love that. There's there's nothing better than an origin stink. Like, I mean, you don't... And, yeah. you, and you do, like, a, a couple of years ago, you saw a couple of them, you know, when... When Sam Thido was fifth or sixth man in every time, and you know, like and pushing blokes around by the shirt. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's going to be a good one. That's coming up in ten days' time. Origin two, right? So yeah. we look forward to that. We're yeah. officially halfway through the NRL season as well. Dragons are still out in front on the ladder. Yeah. Them and Penrith. I mean, we kind of had Penrith pretty high. None of us had the Dragons this high. No I mean, one had the Dragons. I didn't this have high. the Dragons making. No one had the Rabbitohs this high. Definitely, I probably you know. Them and the Dragons, you'd have to say, overachievers. But tell you what, the Rabbitohs look like a pretty solid team across the park. They're, they're forwards. When they played us and beat us a couple of weeks ago before Origin, mm. they smashed us. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they probably have the biggest uh, forward pack in the comp. Maybe the, the hardest hitting. Yep. Maybe the fastest forward pack. They're going to be... Well, a... they've had that forward pack for a while. And 
so it probably goes to show that a good change of coach probably has helped them significantly. Exactly, yeah. He's probably, um, you know, found some uh Yeah, there's a couple of things. A couple of other big surprises. The Raiders, they, they haven't been as bad as what you thought. Not as bad, but they still should be doing better than what they are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The Knights are probably surprising us. They've snuck a few wins in. Yeah. Much so, to our delight. Six wins, six wins, eight losses would be um, going pretty good. They play the Doggies next. Yeah, well, that'll be a win. The Bulldogs are shit. Yeah. So I'm sick yeah. of the Bulldogs. I mean, I, don't, I love you, Bulldogs, but come on. Fair and, and, and Parramatta, listen, I I still can't believe that uh, you backed them for the wooden spoon. Yeah. And they're they're look, looking like an absolute lock. They're a rebel. Well, I don't know. I reckon the Bulldogs will give them a fair run for it. I'm surprised at the Cowboys being so far down. I, like I think I picked, well, didn't I pick? Um, well, a lot of people had the Cowboys. Michael Morgan for Dally M. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was. So, a lot of people had Cowboys. So there's swings and the roundabouts, right? I've picked the Eels for 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 the wooden spoon. That may prove correct, but I'm a little bit off I mean, on if, the end of season awards. If you look at the bottom five teams, you know, starting Parramatta, we know their internal dramas. Hmm. The Bulldogs' internal dramas are well publicised with their cap. They are. They are. Manly have had. Internal dramas with have. salary cap, yeah. um, internal issues. But the Cowboys sitting at 14th, um, from the outside looking in, look like a pretty stable club. Hmm. So maybe there's some stuff going on behind closed doors that we just don't know about or aren't, aren't reported because... Thursday rooting around again. Well, who knows? Hmm. Um, but their list and just the whole where they've been the last sort of five to ten years, hmm. they, they definitely should be doing better than what they are. Yep, uh, And you've even got the, the Titans who, you know... No, no one cares about sporting teams on the Gold Coast. No, good They're, they're floating around 12th. So Everyone's that's... shit-faced going to shooters anyway. No one cares about going to the game. Yeah, they're probably hanging out with the AFL Suns. They probably are they're, too. They've been on a two-week holiday and just playing mm. all the local kids from the unrated age comps in their first team. It's too nice a place to go. It's too comfortable. It's like a retirement village. Yeah. You can't um, go there. You got That's why you got to go to Penrith and live with Gus for five years to yeah. toughen up a bit. The Storm uh, put, gave it to the Broncos on the weekend. And I think probably this week there's some reports that we should um, hear what's happening with the Craig Bellamy-Wayne Bennett coaching situation. Oh, right. So Wayne's going to... Well, so, well, Craig Bellamy's going to make a decision on who he's going to coach. Well, I guess Brisbane formally have to publicise the offer they've made him and then they have to mm. get rid of Bennett and probably pay out his last year and then Bennett, no doubt, will maybe take up a position with another club mm. next season that, you know, maybe we'll get out the Raiders when they get rid of Ricky Stewart. Who knows? Oh, who knows? Wayne Bennett, jeez, wouldn't you want him at your club yeah. again? So, NRL giving us like a surprise. He walks around like yeah. it. Well, it's been a pretty good first half of the year, round fifteen coming up. So, goes quick. It does go quick. Well, I tell you what else has gone quick, Shruti. The NBA season. It's over again. It's over again. But your favourite part of the year starts soon. But we'll talk about that a little bit, in a, a little bit more in a minute. All right. So keeping with the theme, looking back. At the NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors, champions again. Champions again, but not a real surprise to anyone. This and is underwhelming for you, isn't it? You're not excited about this at all. No, no, no. I mean, I think for a lot of people, the whole final series um, from game, you know, one through four was, you know... It, 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 the well, route, the finals was a sweep for the first time in a long time, 4-0. Yeah. To the Warriors. It was a result it, everyone expected. Yeah. It was. Now, okay. And Let's, the season so, ended in a bit of an anti-climax. It did end in a bit of an anti-climax. But it, but it was probably a climax that most people saw coming for most of the year. It was most likely... I mean, if you'd, if you'd written down at the start of the year, 
who you thought was going to be in the finals. Most people would have had the Warriors and the Cavs. That's right. Now, as, as the season went on, a couple of teams, you know, um, from either conference, read their heads up from the sand and sort of looked like they could have made a threat. But well, ultimately, the Celtics made a great run in the playoffs and got all the way to the to the Eastern Conference Finals without two of their biggest stars, mm. and will only get better when they come back next year. Although they've got to find a way in, in a great team because every one of those guys stepped up. They did. But certainly Danny Ainge and the boys there have put together a monster team. Like if you talk about a super team, yeah. surely they must be considered one by now if they get everyone fit and healthy. Yeah. It just goes to show that health, no, no matter when a player goes down, whether it's in the first game of the year mm-hmm. or the second to last game of the season, mm. you know, if you have a guy out for, for one game or 82, all it takes is one game for your whole season to be derailed. And that's what happened with the Rockets. Chris yeah. Paul did his hammy in game yeah. five. Yeah, uh, yeah so you can play 85, 86 games and you're out for one. And yeah, fuck. and that's the, the whole season rides on that. Yeah, he was one right. of the most important players and put him in a position to, to be where they wanted to be. Yep. Um, leading a series, mm-hmm. going into a game six, which he missed, they lost. Yep. Going back to a game seven, which yep. is what they wanted at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there. And they just didn't have the, didn't have the troops in the end and the Warriors... The well, the Warriors, the, Warriors, are, the Warriors have been healthy for four years. They have been healthy for four years. And they, they manage their players very well, the Warriors, which helps. Yeah. Um, but they are stacked, which also helps. It is, um, so, okay, let's go to the final series. And let me let me ask you, is it J.R. Smith's fault? Like, no. game one, LeBron James basically carried that team to a win. He had them all but there. J.R. Smith got an offensive rebound with four and a half seconds to go or something along those lines. All he had to do was turn around and put it back up and in, or call a timeout. This, and, and he dribbled out yeah. like a stoner pothead idiot, not paying attention to the score. Like the teammate you know that that is pretty random, just fucked him in yeah. game one, didn't he? I think what this series and that game in, in particular will be recognised more, more so than the Warriors back to back. Is the J.R. Smith game? Yep. Because so you reckon no one forgets about that? You reckon like next year they're like, yeah, but you fucked up, J.R. That game will go down. Like J.R. Smith will forever. Will he ever ever play for the Cavs again, or is he gone? Will they trade him? Uh, I think he's gone. They'll trade him. Actually, well, we'll cover what 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 we think will happen soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, his career now will be known as for what he did in game game one of the. 2018 yeah. finals. Yeah. Not for walking around after the 2016 championship for a week without a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that game, and you know, like the, the the series takes on an entirely different complexion if the Cavs win that. Mm. Um, you know, people are saying, "Oh, well, George Hill just had to make the foul shot," mm. and to his credit, he did. But Jr. grabbed an offensive rebound. Mm. He had an opportunity for a putback. Yeah. Um, where Kevin Durant did off balance, off balance, not box him out properly. Mm. It, it's a play that you do with your eyes closed. You just put it back in. Um, well, or, you and I don't do it, but players that no. hustle do it. Yeah, yeah. Players of an NBA standard, you know, sure. it's a basic skill for them. Yeah. He had an opportunity to do that. He dribbled the ball out. Mm. He had a pass he could have made. Mm. Um, the coach had a timeout in hand. He yeah, what was that about? The bench out. didn't call the timeout. So it's, it's, just, <clears> it's just, I think a lot of them just shit themselves in that moment. Thought, oh, what are we doing? Just we're, mm. we're watching it and, and forgot to do their jobs. All the while, LeBron is just standing there going, what the fuck have you just done? Yeah. 
Um, you know, he, he put put it, you know, career high, 51 points in the finals in the playoffs. <laughs> it, you know, offensively, he's probably one of the best games you've ever seen Absolutely. from an individual. Yeah. Um, and after that, he just seemed tired, right? And he won it for him. Well, if you follow in reports of what happens after that game, he allegedly punched a whiteboard in the change room. He did, And yeah. uh, reports came out after the finals that he'd actually in- injured his hand by punching <laughs> it. Um and, you know, favoured his left hand as a result. Pretty silly. But, you know, like, they might not have won the series, but they would have made a series of it. Yeah. And it's fair to say, had they won game one, they could have stole, or not stole, they could have won, you know, a game yeah. three or four. Yeah. So, there, so it's, and at the end of the day, it probably would have finished in a, you know, 4-2 or maybe even mm-hmm. a game seven. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, um, mm. that play by JR probably punched LeBron's ticket out of Cleveland, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, so do you think basically LeBron? That's like obviously you think that cost the Cavs the, the the finals. It didn't cost them the finals. It cost them an opportunity to be competitive mm. and and make a series of it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you're right. I think I think basically if you take game one, if, if the Cavs take game one in Golden State, then that series is completely different. Totally it plays different. out completely differently. Yeah. So so if you so even if you don't take game two and you go back to Cleveland. One all that is a huge mental mental edge, yeah, and, got home and I think I think it drives you, and and obviously LeBron doesn't punch the the blackboard, and and he doesn't break his hand, and then maybe he's more effective in games two, three, and four. To be honest, I think he's pretty bloody effective anyway. Like I'd love to be able to play like that with a broken hand. Yeah. Um. So I think he's done okay there, but I like look, it, it will be very interesting, and and. And as we kind of get into the discussion about the NBA free agency period, we'll say a little bit more about it. But surely there's a level of frustration that LeBron has with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the organization that's going to see him get out of there this summer, right? He's a free agent and he's he's entitled to leave. I don't think anyone who's a Cleveland fan or anyone in the city can begrudge him for leaving mm. because he came back and he said what he promised he'd do he'd he'd win him a championship championship. and he did so he's you know free free to leave to do what he wants Mm. and you know like he affects that city in so many ways economically and they'll take a hit Mm. but you know well they took a hit the first time he left massive hit a huge hit the the whole the whole downtown economy took. but you know what came out of that Matt Delavadova's opportunity to play in the NBA came out of that that's right so Delavadova can thank LeBron for giving him a chance because then, uh, he picked up with the Cavaliers because the Cavaliers were shit. And then they ended up winning the winning the championship with Delhi. They did, yeah. Double parked one, one, on Corona it? tinnies. Oh, <laughs> oh, wouldn't you love to be double parked with Delhi on yeah. Corona tins? So yeah, when we head into the end of the season, you know, it's looking much the same way for next year. Um, so will the Warriors win again? And and has Kevin Durant ruined the NBA? Oh, look, you and I disagree on this point. I think I'll tell you what I think first. I think I think this bullshit about Kevin Durant supposedly <coughs> having some moral obligation not to play for the Golden State Warriors because they were so good before he got there, I reckon is just that. I think it's just a load of BS. I don't think if if the opportunity arises for any one of those star players in the NBA to play with other superstars to win a championship, I think every one of them takes it. And so anyone, especially an NBA player, who says, oh, I would just prefer to play for a shit team is fucking lying. Yeah, totally. Like so that like that is ridiculous and you just shouldn't say it. It's just silly. Like you make yourself sound like an idiot 
because every one of those players to get to where they have would be amazingly competitive at most things they do in life, especially the one that they get paid the most money to do. Mm. And to say, oh, well, you know what I'd prefer? I'd just prefer to stink and not win championships than play with good players. Well, it makes you sound more egotistical because what it makes it sound like is... Selfish. I just want to basically be the star and I don't want anybody else to be as good as me on my team. Mm. So it doesn't make you sound like a hero. It doesn't make you sound like you're going to be any better than Kevin Durant if you win a championship because you probably won't win a championship. You'll probably just end up being like a Charles Barkley who just ends up going wherever he thought was going to win a championship and you're never going to get one. Mm. And Carl Malone and Gary Payton... And every player, and Shaq, of all people, who went around the league, basically, to get championships. He was a mercenary. He was a mercenary. Yeah. Every one of them are. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And everyone says, oh, but Jordan built the Chicago Bulls up to be a championship team. That's a bigger load of BS than, than what it is that most NBA stars would want to just play for a rubbish team and, and win a championship. That is not true at all. Yeah. Jordan didn't build build the Bulls up. They weren't built on like by him. Those players were bought... Exact and brought in around him. Otherwise, he would have left and gone somewhere else, because they because as because if he's the best player ever to play the game and he's as competitive as everyone gives him credit for, which I think he is, then in the end he would have gone looking for a championship if he didn't find it in Chicago. Hmm. I mean, the Warriors did not break any rules. No, by signing Durant. Durant, as a free agent, can sign with whoever he wishes. Mm-hmm. Now there's. From a competitive side of things, people argue, "Oh, well, you could have, you, you could have had, you could have gone elsewhere and made it, you know, harder for yourself." Mm-hmm. The criticism of Durant is he took the easy way out, but I mean, he has gone, come from an environment where he, he's played with a, you know, what's described as a really selfish mm. teammate in, in Westbrook. Yeah, um, their, their their style of play didn't mesh, mm. and how Durant plays was complimented mm. by the way the Warriors play. So from yeah. a basketball point of view, it was kind of the perfect fit. Well, it was probably just a more enjoyable workplace for him. A- absolutely. Russell Westbrook was probably a yeah. dick. Yeah, totally. And um, f- But, I mean, from a competitive standpoint, the rest of the league isn't as competitive. Has suffered, be- uh, like uh, competitive-wise, yeah. because of how dominant the Warriors have been. Yes. But, but, but riddle me this then, if... If the league has did the league suffer when the Bulls won so many championships? Because the league flourished at that point, right? The so, league, the, the, so what's the difference? The league, it's the, not like the Warriors have won eight straight championships. The league flourished on the back of one guy who who was the league. Mm. So it was in the league's interest that Jordan and the Bulls continued to win. Nowadays. Um, well, Kevin Durant isn't the... Well, I... Yeah. He's okay, not the okay, biggest yeah. star in the league. He's, he's not the biggest draw. He's probably one of the best two players. Mm. Um, there's more talent now. Um, and we do live in a different age where mm. people get bored mm. of success very easily. And sure. they want and they want the next thing. Yeah. So, we, so we've had a run of four years of the Warriors. And if, if we go back before, a lot of people jumped on these bandwagons. And I remember being in the States in 2013, right when the Warriors... Um, they had two years where they they 
they made the first or second round, I think the first round versus Spurs. Mm. And this is Steph, Steph Curry's and Clay's um, Draymond's sort of first or second year. Draymond Green was a benchy. Yeah. And they had um, a few other guys. And they really pushed the Spurs. They almost beat them. Mm. So everyone just loved the way they played. They were the darlings, you know, the new yeah. kids on the block. And oh, how good are the Warriors to watch? The next year, they made a playoff series and um, they won that. And then they ultimately lost mm. uh, another series to someone. I think the Spurs again, whoever it was. Yeah, yeah. The next year they won the championship. Yeah. And then that was fine. It's only in this in this third this third third edition third third and four years. Mm. People are starting to turn on them. Yeah. So they're getting bored. They're getting bored of that narrative. They're getting bored of the anti competitiveness. And they are. And I I agree with that. I think people are getting bored with the fact that it's not as competitive. But I don't see how you can hold the Golden State Warriors responsible for that. I no. I, I hold the rest of the league responsible for that because. Because I disagree with what you just said in a way with regards to Jordan carrying the league when the Bulls won so many, and, and that's what people are interested in. What people were interested in when the Bulls won was the rivalries and the and, and the confrontations the Bulls had with other championship teams, right? So like, so Jordan' pr- prominent rise to fame was through Detroit and the Bad Boys, he, but he but he then had to you know conquer the Lakers and Magic to win his first championship. Now. And then there's the rivalries that they had with the New York Knicks, and and then they beat Seattle in final series. They beat the Phoenix Suns in final series. There was a mix of teams that stood up and challenged the Bulls throughout all of their championship years, and it gave you a narrative and a story to follow. One of the problems I think they challenged it, but it was never really like they're always going to win. Oh, they pushed him. Like Utah Jazz pushed him to seven games a couple of, like twice, didn't they? I think. Uh, Six. Six games. But like. The the Knicks were the only, um, and the Pacers, mm. uh, only teams to take him to seven from memory. And and what I feel like is is that what, what you had this year was an aging. LeBron James carrying a bunch of corpses into the NBA Finals yeah. to play against to, to 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 be totally outmatched by the Golden State Warriors, but that's not the Golden State Warriors. Fine. No, not at all. I, I and I think I think the league is responding to the Golden State Warriors. So Houston and Boston, I think, will be teams that will compete with yeah. the Warriors in the next couple of years. And I think that's when the narrative will get a little bit more interesting. But I think just by injury this year, that was unfortunate that they then couldn't carry through and compete with them. So. I, I think I think regardless of even if, if LeBron James decides to stay in Cleveland, I don't think you see them in the finals again. No, no. And, well, we'll, we'll get there shortly. Mm. Um, I think Durant cops a lot of the shade where the Warriors don't. Yeah, Because they, they won without him. Yeah. Um, and I think even though he's got two finals MVPs, he's won back-to-back, there's always going to be that little cloud or, the, or someone, someone out there is always going to throw... A little bit of shade towards him for taking the easy way out. But well, hey, remember when they won? Let's not forget LeBron did it in Miami. Yeah, you know, like yeah, guys. And you, you, you're exactly right. If you had an opportunity to go play with some mates or, or join a successful company where your work will be recognised, you'll be good at it. You, you, you progress. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a workplace, you're not going to stay in a workplace stifling mm. your personal growth and development. Yeah. You, you would want to move on to another venture that is more prosperous and provides more opportunities and more enjoyment. Well, so, you know, know, if a company that you don't work for is more innovative, more successful, and more cohesive than the one that you work for, everyone's going to take that choice every absolutely. day of the week. Well, like, I don't really feel like if 
if I went and played for the Golden State Warriors and won an NBA championship, I wouldn't feel any less excited about it than if I'd won it with the Portland Trailblazers and 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 a bunch of like it wouldn't make me feel better yeah. that I had carried that team to yeah. a to a championship because I just won the NBA championship. Right. And it's, it's I'd be always seven guys. shades of shit sideways <laughs> pissed and partying for months. It's always guys at the top end that cop the criticism. But if mm. you go down the bottom end of rosters, you know, the eight eight through twelve guys, mm. they're guys that sign minimum contract deals, yeah. veteran minimums, who go and join contenders for the opportunity to win. That's right. But, but no one ever calls those guys out. No, that's exactly right. So Duran has done nothing wrong in joining them. Yeah. Um, I can understand where... The rhetoric comes where from. Where the rhetoric comes thing. from. Yeah. Um, what I like to see the Warriors lose to, mm. you know, um, make the league a bit more interesting and, and yeah. more competitive, yes. But when push comes to shove... It's enjoyable to watch teams build and come together in order to knock off. Yeah, and I, and I'd like to see that. What what I'd like to see, I would really enjoy seeing, is a more competitive final series. It wasn't it wasn't great to see it go in a sweep. That's never great. You never want to see that. But but I think we all kind of saw that coming with the with the balance of power in the East versus the West anyway. But yeah. So so look, uh, that was the NBA finals. Looking back at the NBA finals. Looking forward, the NBA draft is about a week away. Yep. Now, most of us Luka, don't know who's in it. There's only probably one person that we're interested in. What? Who's that? The Euro kid. Luka Doncic. From Slovenia. Yeah. But what, like, you think, what, because he's, he's going to be the number one pick? Um, There's a couple of good players out there. There is. It's hard to say. Mo I, Bomba, he's pretty good from Texas University. Yeah. But the, the big, big center Arizona, from Arizona. The big yeah. Guy from the Bahamas. Michael, they think he's going to go number one. Well, he thinks he's going to go number one. Yeah, Bahamas Baywatch. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's probably not as exciting as the last couple of uh, of NBA drafts. So, like last year, you had the Lonzo Ball like uh, saga going on all around it, didn't you? So I think free agency overshadows the draft. Uh, the draft will yeah, play okay. probably a role in in free agent decisions, but well, you don't feel like any of those players are going to turn a franchise around next year, right? No, they they can help contribute, but everybody is okay. We've got the draft. What mm. happens? with certain teams making moves in order to yeah. position themselves in so free agency. Which what is, happens in what happens in free agency then, Streety? Is LeBron definitely gone? I'm going to say yes, he's going. Um, Where will he go? But I, I think there's only four four teams in play. Mm-hmm. If you know, if we're going to be realistic, if we're not going to throw any outliers there, four teams. He's got his his incumbent Cavaliers, who you know have to be considered. Because his, his, his hometown, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he, his actual hometown's 30 minutes from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got roots there, obviously. Um, Houston, uh, the next logical um, from you know a, a winning now mode. So is uh, he going to just go around the league and say, do you think his decision will be based on where he's best got a chance to win a championship? Uh, well, there's two schools of thought on that. Uh, that. That's one of them. So if you do that, Houston is the most logical choice. Mm-hmm. Um but then the other school of thought is, okay, um, you know, I, I, I'm into the third and final stage of my career. Do I then, you know, want to go into? Um, is my decision more based on my family, mm. my two young boys who will be hitting their teens, and then getting to the stage where the oldest one is going to high school, college, and then onto the NBA? He wants to play with his son. In yeah, the he's, NBA he's, he's made that known. So you know, if you look at it from that perspective. Um, and if you consider his business interests 
um, outside of basketball with his media companies and stuff, well then the logical choice would be in Los Angeles mm. uh, with the Lakers. Um, and then, you know, if he wants to have a inverted commas, easier path to the finals, then joining a young team such as the 76ers. I can't see him going there. Yeah. I, I think that would be the, the four. Yeah. Out of the four. So I think mm. in order, um, if we're talking about immediacy and, mm. and winning championships, competing with the Warriors, trying to knock them off, um, I think you have the Rockets. Mm. you got uh, the Lakers, Sixers, and then the Cavs. Yeah. And then if you're looking at from the other side of the tree where we're talking about lifestyle, opportunity, you know, winding down his career, um, joining a team where a good team can be built around that, yeah. then uh, the Lakers um, would be number one. Mm-hmm. Rockets, yeah. Sixers, right. Cavs. Well, it's yet to be seen. We, uh, But we... to be honest, I've got really no idea. No, and you don't know, do you? No, and the, the only guy that knows is probably LeBron and his missus and maybe his agent. And... Well, I don't know if they'd know by now. I reckon they'd be hearing pitches from everybody, even though the free agency period hasn't opened yet, that sort of but stuff. But you know what? Like the, the, league, the league can change so much. So I actually don't think that he probably knows up until the draft mm. has been concluded with. Yeah, and teams start to jockey positions, mm. um, and then yeah, well, trades could come, couldn't they? Yeah, because all, all it takes is one to two trades, and then the mm. season yeah takes a drastically different look. It will be. So but anyway, it's, we better move on. We're looking forward to. It. I'm sure you will see plenty of uh, comments and pictures and um, rhetoric on our Facebook page yeah. regarding NBA free agency. Well, it's your favourite time of year, NBA free agency. Love so it. I know you'll be all over it's it, mate. My favourite. This is a, you you revel in this period of time. But, but that's every year. Now, yeah, the, other, the only other thing that we're looking forward to at an NBA game next year is seeing Kendall Jenner go and oh. watch the Philadelphia 76ers, aren't we? Yeah, so... Mm, that's nice. Our expected ticket prices for Sixers games... We've just gone up. ...have just, like, doubled or tripled. Absolutely. If Ben Simmons remains dating Kendall Jenner mm-hmm. and will, you know, quadruple... They'd be fairly hot tickets now, anyway, given the year. Hot tickets, have. yeah. And maybe even 10 exit if LeBron somehow signs with them. So oh, God, if LeBron's here, I'll we're, be... We're definitely going to have to work our contacts. Yeah, um, well... Anyway, we're coming your way. To, to do that. But anyway, we'll see. But now, look, the biggest sporting event in the world is about oh, the to world kick Cup. off in two days. The World Cup. The four-year cycle. More participants in that sport than any other sport across the world. Everyone watches the World Cup. 32 teams, one winner. We let's Before we look forward, because it's looking back, looking forward, let's look back at a period in our lives where we didn't have this enjoyment coming into a World Cup, which the enjoyment is, how are the Socceroos going to fare? And and, and are we just going to get smashed? Or are we going to stand up like we have in most of the other World Cups that have come before them when we've qualified and, and made a good fist of it? In my lifetime, I still remember the heart heartache of, of losses like Iran at the MCG. 97, and those horrible Socceroo jerseys. Uruguay, Montevideo. When we got knocked 2000, out there. 2001. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, thumping Tahiti 32-0 in the Oceania qualifiers. Archie Thompson had about 13 goals he in a game. Or something like that. It's a world record or something like that. The poor Tahitians or whoever it was at that day, they've never recovered. They just wanted to go back and surf Taupo. They just, mate, mate, they just, fair income. Like, where did they pull the Tahitian like, football team from? Those poor bastards, they wouldn't know what hit them. 32-0. Christ almighty, that is a thumping. Now, like, 
we look back at that period in our lives, Streety, and we know that our sons and our daughters are never going to experience, like they haven't experienced that yet. Mm. And we need to shake our kids and say, appreciate what you've got. Appreciate what you've got. The kids have got it they easy. They won't always case. qualify the Socceroos. They've got it easy, the kids. <clears throat> they do. They not like us. They have suffered. instant access to anything, instant gratification. Yep. It seems like, you know, if they they don't know the struggle and the heartache of no, falling short to World Cups, they don't know what it feels like to watch your country play in a World Cup. It doesn't. They don't know well, what it feels like to, to get not, excited about thirty-two nil, and then lose. Yeah, in a tiebreaker playoff, for, like with a sixth-place South American team. All they've ever known is the Socceroos they don't know. playing in a World Cup, so it becomes expected. But there's a, a whole history of, of of the campaigns falling flat on their faces. There are, and if you look back, you know, talking about falling flat on their face, Lucas Neal, the hero of, of 2006 when we got knocked out by Italy. Oh, like, fucking bricks! Like, and you know, and where's Lucas Neal now? He's fallen flat on his face, hasn't he? What's he doing? Oh, he's bankrupt. Is he? Yeah, he's bankrupt. I think he's into drugs. I don't know where he is, to be honest. I think he, he's, he's having a hard time with it, Lucas, anyway. Oh. So he knows heartache as well. He should play in the A-League. He probably should. Someone will pay him. Someone should pay him. Anyway, if, you, if you're an A-League coach listening in, give Lucas a call. We'd love to see him back. Because he because yeah. he comes from a harder time when when he they does. didn't they didn't always qualify. And he got us there. And my, uh, my greatest ever Australian mm. sporting moment mm. was that night where we... The Aloisi penalty. Oh. At the MCG. Oh. No, SCG. Was it the MCG? It was uh, the no, football, football Stadium. stadium. Yeah. No, the Olympic Stadium. Olympic Stadium, ANZ. So th- th- that was the only time I can ever remember as yeah. an Australian yeah. where the whole country came together. Right? Came together. And that support continued in that World Cup too, right? Like oh, I remember... I mean, we actually, we, we, we did well. The hospitality venues across the country open at all hours. It was unbelievable. Live sites across local government, bloody... Areas everywhere, and in terms of talent, that 2016 mm. was by far our best ever. Yeah, I would so- think so. Ass- assembly of, of Australian f- soccer players, mm-hmm. footballers. The team was great. Yeah, we were pretty great. A lot of talent. We had a lot of guys. That we played- deserved to be in the round of 16. We deserved to go through against Italy, and they just there were some dubious refereeing decisions. Yeah, we got absolutely fucked yeah, over there. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I still have never forgiven an Italian for that. No, and you know what? And I don't feel bad for the Italians not being in nah, this world. suck cup. shit. That's right, exactly. Go and so, eat your calzoni somewhere. You yeah, that's right. Drink. I hope fucking Norton Street in Leichhardt shit house for yeah. the next bloody six weeks. Take your Peronis and drink in your land. No one will be doing burnouts up and down that strip this bloody month. Uh, Sucked in, Italy. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Go and get stuffed. Yep. Now... But anyway, looking forward. Looking forward. Russia. Russia. They got the World the Cup mother in... Mother Russia. Mother Russia. Yeah. They got the World Cup in dubious circumstances. Oh, I think every World Cup in Olympics is awarded Vladimir in dubious Putin. circumstances these days, isn't it? Vladimir right. Putin. Um, I'll tell you what will be dubious. It, people, Referees getting out of the country that referee Russian games that don't make it out of the group stage will be dubious. I'll give you a tip. I, yeah. Find a bet that has Russia making the second round. Yep. They're ranked horribly in FIFA rankings. They're like 71 in the world. There's... But when Vladimir controls the decisions, yeah. Russia are going through. Yep. So if you can find a, uh, a it will bet... be an unheralded run. That, yep. That has the Russians making the round of 16. Mm. I would put some money on that. It's my hot tip for the World Cup. I think that's a pretty good one, to be honest. So what else do you feel is going to happen at this World Cup, Streety? Let's, let's talk about the people that aren't there very quickly because we already mentioned Italy. The USA aren't there. Yep. 
So everyone in the USA is focused on Trump meeting Kim Jong-un and the loving that's happening in Singapore. Yeah, they still call it soccer. They soccer. And uh, the Dutch... Yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit random. I'm they're not sure what's happened there. They're focused on country sinking into the ocean. They've got to fix that problem first. Yeah, and they're probably the pot supplies probably yeah. um, down. Am- Amsterdam business will be diabolically through the floor. It was in really Amsterdam. a case of Amsterdam. Damn. <laughs> Amsterdam. Greece, the Euro champions from ten years or so ago. Well, I mean, I, I know why they didn't make it. They couldn't afford to. They're associated. They got their money. The country's broke. They got a. <laughs> Still you, can only, broke. you can you can only sell so many euros. Uh, <laughs> yeah, euros. Just, that'd be nice now. Euros. Yeah. One of those. And uh, Chile, so Chile. Yeah, they 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 cooled down a fair bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's dad joke one hundred and one. Shit joke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but they're they're ranked ninth in the world. That they would be the highest ranked um, team in the world that Not, didn't make the World Cup. That didn't make the World Cup. Absolutely. Yeah. The Netherlands and, dropped back to the 17th. They were ranked number two, even one there at some point. And our, and our Socceroos coach, Bert van Marwijk, he's Dutch. He coached the World Netherlands World Cup He team. did. He coached them to that victory, I believe. Was it a victory or they yeah, lost they to lost, Spain? Lost they lost the to Spain in the final, didn't they? Now, so the, the, the Netherlands won't be there, but Bert will be there as coach of the Socceroos. He will. What are his chances of leading us to the final? Zero. Zero chance of the final. What are, what are his chances of leading us out of the group stage? I'm going to say... We'll say, what have we got? We've got... 44%. 44%. Yep. Okay. Yeah? Of getting out of the group stage. Yeah. So we play France in our first up game on Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Yep. Then we play Peru. Is that right? Yeah. Do we play Peru next? Or, yeah, we play Peru next. No, we play Peru last. We play Denmark second. Yeah. France and Denmark are pretty good sides. Peru are ranked 11th in the world. Peru's a pretty good side. I didn't realise that. Yeah, neither. Peru might be a bit of a pushover. It doesn't look like we'll be pushing them over. No, they're small, though. They're short people. I've been to Peru. They're not very tall, so right. maybe we can You're score some... You're not very some... tall, so they must no. have been very well, tall. Well, I'm taller than them. Yeah, right. Um... But, you know, I think if we play Peru, we're going to attack them from the air, you know, try and get some headers. Cahill. Cahill. Cahill from the air. Yep. So just, just like when we played Thailand. Yep. We would attack them from the exactly. air. Exactly. That's right. 32 nil. Um, so, yeah, I think a game plan, Bert, if you're listening, uh, we want to have an aerial attack on Peru and lots of headers. Yes. So That's how we're going to beat them. That's right. Yep. Um, so here, Sports and Spits prediction is take it to the air, Bert. Yeah. Give it some air, buddy. Spin it up there and see what happens. I think when we play Denmark, we really got to get in their heads saying that their prince um, couldn't find any decent Danish women, yeah. so they had to go for an Aussie. Yeah. What about if we said, "Oh, everyone's fucked, Mary." <laughs> 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 Who hasn't? <laughs> Everyone went through it. Nah, just kidding. She's no. quite nice, Mary. She though. does seem lovely. Yeah, and so do our children. So if they're listening, sorry about that. Your yeah. mum's lovely. So anyway, and yeah. then there's the French. Hmm. Well. Oh, the French. Well, hold on. Fucking France have a, a track record, like Marco Materazzi in 2006, the year those Italian pricks. Yeah, when he goaded Zinedine Zidane into head by the chest. And they won the it. Like the, the pricks won it. Yeah. Dirty bastards. But yeah, they they, they got in Zidane's head. They did get in Zidane's head. They were in, head. insulting him, calling his mother a whore and stuff like that. Yeah, well, he lost his maybe shit. Maybe she was friends with Mary, don't So maybe, maybe, you know, we can 
as, as funny as it sounds, mm. learn a thing or two from our experience oh. with Italy and, and sort of copy their blueprint. Yeah. Perhaps just... Sledge. Verbally. Because I mean, Australia, you know, we're, we're renowned as good sledges. Our cricketers do it pretty our well. cricketers do it. Oh, apparently that's just called um, and, and, mental disintegration. And um, maybe, you know, David Warner's got a bit of time in his hands at the moment. He does. <laughs> so what about this? So he's not, maybe, David Warner as an ambassador to the Socceroos. Yeah, we can get him as our sledging coach. That's a great idea. He's got to make up some income from not playing cricket. He does. That's true. He's Australia's best ledger. Right. Um, he's a cultured man. He is a cultured a man. I, I think, <laughs> although he grew up in the western suburbs of yeah, Sydney, it doesn't matter. He, no, he no. spent a lot of time in India. He now lives in Coogee, I'm yeah. sure. He does spend a lot of time so, in India. He's very worldly. I, I think um, calling on the the sledging um, prowess of David Warner could yeah. work. I think they probably want to hide the footage of him crying in his most recent yeah, yeah, press yeah. conference. Yeah. That I mean, that's put on. He took an acting class for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, um, that probably wouldn't inspire the soccerers to do too much. So, Bert, get the ball in the air. Get David to the team meetings. Get him hanging around the team. And just tell Denmark that their women aren't hot enough and and their number one man had to go for an Aussie bird. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yep. Yes. That should see us top the group. Yep. That should see us. I think we've solved it. All right. I think we've solved it. Peru, I don't know how we're going to handle them. I'm not sure. Oh, that's the air. That's the air. Okay, so right. No, I was listening. Yeah. Oh, I also give them heaps of shit about eating guinea pigs. Peru, yeah. Peruvian people eat guinea pigs. Yeah, though. yeah. How do you know that? I've been there. Right. Of course, you said that. Maybe yeah. I wasn't listening. They might give a shit about to. eating kangaroos. They may too. We eat kangaroos. Well, we don't really care. That's water off a duck's back for us. We've got David Warner in the back. The, the meat's better for you. We, you're going to have to come to something meat. better than that, Peru. Disgusting. Fucking give it to you, mate. We've yeah. got a bloke who bloody tampers with his balls. Well, what about some uh, some winners? If we're looking forward, we're looking forward, obviously, to the yeah, World Cup. Yeah, we are. Let's so make some predictions. Forty percent chance of getting out of their group. That's actually a pretty good prediction. And I, 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 think that's I would say it's up to a seventy-four percent chance mm. if we get our sledge coach on board ASAP. So, so get him on the next flight. So block. okay, so forty percent chance without David Warner. Yep. Seventy percent with David yeah, on board. Yeah, he he, he can right. definitely work a way to get into the opposition's heads. He would too. Yeah. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he'd be giving it to the. And he's a lefty Danish. too. Lefties are a bit tricky. They got they got to. You know, they are a bit tricky. You don't know how to handle them, do you? No, yeah. understandable. They take a little while to adjust to, and you don't have much time in a World Cup. I'd know. I've watched a lot of them. So, so who's going to win? Well, hold on. Let me check the sports bet odds, and then we'll find out. Well, like, wouldn't someone like Spain or Germany be favourites? Like Brazil are favourites. Brazil would be favourites. The Germans are very right. efficient. Not bad odds here. So um, very efficient. Brazil are at five bucks favourites. Mm-hmm. Germany six. Mm-hmm. France seven fifty. Oh, so maybe we might have a tougher time against France. Than first thought, uh, Spain seven fifty, and then we get the double digits: Argentina, Belgium, England, Portugal. Wouldn't worry about anyone else. No, I'd say everyone else has gone there. It'll be a it'll be a pretty tight race, I think. Between I, Brazil, I don't think will win. I think Brazil are they they they're too focused. You know, as much as I hate way. I hate England and Great Britain in in every sport. Mm. Um, for some reason, I actually want to. I like to see them do well in the World Cup. Be, yeah, because they're probably the closest that you identify with, and well, this this is obviously or because they've been so horrible. No, no, no. Well, okay, so I started following England in the World Cup because I was familiar with their players from the Premier League, mm-hmm. uh, and this is before Australia started making World Cups. Okay, um, but I mean, if Australia bad old days wasn't there, I wouldn't. I'd probably choose someone over England now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if I had a choice of them over, I'd like to see England do well. Yeah. I don't think they will, but I'd like to see it. I think it's good for the sport when they do well. I like. I think Spain will do well. 
Yep. And I hope the French. Well, hold on. Well. Let's let's talk about Spain. We're just reading on uh, Fox Sports. Oh yeah. So some breaking news here for you. If you haven't logged onto the internet in the last couple of hours or watched it. Well, nine oh four p.m. So an hour ago. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the headline on foxsports.com.au is Spanish Football Federation sack coach Julen Lopetuegui. Lopetuegui. On the eve That's of the World Cup name, opening match. So there's tonight. a scandal in Spanish football. They've sacked their so coach. So this is the bloke who took the job at Real Madrid and then they've given him the ass two days before their first game. I don't understand. I wouldn't understand. Maybe do you think a lot of there's power brokers within the Spanish ranks that are yep. more Barcelona than Real Madrid? I think we underestimate the rivalry between Barcelona and Real Madrid and the hatred of all of that sort of stuff. Well, I feel like this would be... So what I think is, is that there would probably be some Barcelona players in that Spanish side and and they've said, I'm not playing for a bloke who's going to coach Real Madrid. Maybe they, he might think he favours the Real players. Yeah. Over the, but, so you that's know, what I think. Like, I, think be... I think the playing group's gone, nah, we're out. Get David Warner over here. He's not doing yeah. anything and he's a sledge coach. He could coach us. Because we're, we're Spain, we don't need a coach. Throw the ball up, mate. Yeah. We'll go get it. And there's probably deeper political and uh, cultural things going on there with, uh, you know, Catalonia mm. constantly trying to, you know, put referendums up to seek independence from Spain itself. Barcelona is in Catalonia. You've heard about that? Oh, I haven't heard about that. Oh, shit. But we better that get on your current affairs. surprises me that you have heard about that. Well, I'm pretty worldly. Yeah, <laughs> pretty worldly. I've travelled a fair bit. Bloody hell. I, I can I have offer great, nothing to that discussion. I've got a great recall all. for general geographical and international affairs. I don't You are like Australia's diplomat. Maybe <laughs> like that is fair enough. The Silver Fox, Matt Streetfield. It's my, my post-career. Catalonia, we were here to help. So yeah. in your Catalonia. fight. For Catalonia. for your independence fight. So so, so if, if we don't really know who's going to so win, I'm riding, just going to throw it out there. Are riding right? Spain off? We're yeah, we're riding. Right. You fire your coach two nights before. Yeah, you can't win. Your game, you can't win. You're gone. So, nah, you're gone. It's like Parramatta Eels. You're gone. So, yeah. so you know what? I'm going to get on France. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get on France. I think they'll win. I think they'll thump us in the first game. I think they'll thump us 4-0 because our defense is still shit. Yep. And I don't think Bert's fixed it. So. Well, I'm going to... Oh, Jesus. And I don't tough. think David's going to come and help us. Well... I'm going to be France boring. I'm pick. going to be boring. I've got to take Germany yeah. to win it. But I think they're going to beat England in the final. England in the I'm final? T- I'm taking England to make the final. Wow. That's a huge I think goal. England are just going to have a good run with the draw. Yeah. Um, and you they're, going, will they're going to have a bit like, of luck. What about what about some funny matchups in the draws? We were All talking right. about this before, right? So, so I'll tell you what you wouldn't... We said you wouldn't want to be playing Russia. No. Because Vladimir won't let you out. Well, imagine if Russia been. played Nigeria. Could you imagine the amount of scams <laughs> and the Russian mafia get involved? Fake all, tickets everywhere. And all the Nigerian trying to rig up fake tickets. All the Nigerian princes that have all won millions of dollars would be booking They're going to converge. They're all, they're, all, they're all coming. Because everyone's claimed their money. Yeah, absolutely. It would be tough, right? So, And and there's a few interesting matchups throughout the group stages, I think. Like... Uh, um, the, the Russians, you wouldn't want to be playing them. I mean, no, I mean, you don't want to play Russia in any game because you're at risk no. of not coming out of the change room. That's exactly right. I think it's all a bit risky. There's a lot of Kalishnikov. South Korea, they are on a diplomatic tour of the world at the moment because everyone's forgotten about them. Everyone thinks North Korea are the best. Yep. Now, um, 
So that'll be interesting. What about Spain versus Morocco? I mean, that's that's a group stage game. You've got half of Morocco living in Spain now. You do? Yeah. They all just travel across when they well, I just said you do like I know that that's true. I have no idea. Well, you know, they've only got a short boat ride between the tip of Morocco through right. Gibraltar okay. into, into Spain. Of course you would. So that's the, right. the southern tip of Spain's quite a scary place to be. Is it? Yeah. Why? Because of like migration. All the North Africans, Moroccans, yeah, migration okay. hanging out down there. Mm, right. Yep. I almost got rolled in a toilet down there somewhere. Did you? Yeah, when I was there. By migrants? Long story. You're not sure. Um, I think everybody's second team in this World Cup, mm. Iceland. Iceland, because yeah. of the Viking clan. Yeah, I'll be going for them pretty hard. And for, for, for a tiny country with 300,000 people, they're mm. ranked 22 in the world. Phenomenal. That is pretty good. Yeah. They um, went pretty good in the Euros. That's why they're ranked so highly, didn't yes, they? Yes, correct. All right, so we know who we're going to cheer for. I'm going to cheer for France. You're going to cheer for Germany. Well, I'm not going to cheer for them. I think they'll win it. But I think they'll I'll, win I'll, it. Okay. I'll, obviously, the Socceroos, and I'll be cheering yeah. for England. So let's announce the sweep yes. and the teams that people got. Right? All right. So, so this is our last segment of the show. Yeah. So we are one hour and four minutes in. Yeah. So if you haven't entered the sweep and you wish not to hear... The names and who, who they've drawn, you feel free to switch it off now. Because there's not going to be much after this. And if you do, don't forget to follow Facebook's page, and, Instagram. And give us anything that you think you like to look back at or look forward to in sport over the coming months. So yeah. we can learn what it is that you guys like to look to and what you guys look, like to look back on. Yeah, but if you don't mind um, some sarcasm laced with comedy and, and, and people's names you don't know, uh, feel free to listen <laughs> Stay on. tuned. So, here we go. So, the inaugural Sports and Spit World Cup. Now, we said we'd offer a prize. Yes, yes. So, luckily, we actually got a sponsor on board. We did get a sponsor on board. So, we got contacted yesterday by Malaysian Airlines. <laughs> They'd love they, to be involved. They've got a PR be, yeah, yeah, exactly. problem at the so moment. They've actually, lost a couple of I, when I, got, I couldn't believe this email mm. when it came through. Mm. Um, so they're actually offering a uh, one-way ticket. Uh, economy flight. Economy flight from on Malaysian Airlines to Russia. You just have to go via Ukrainian airspace. <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> and you aren't allowed to tell your family where you're going because Malaysian Airlines won't know either. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, um, so look... Commiserations to anyone who knew anybody on those flights, oh, yeah. but um, as, a, as a bad joke in poor taste, <laughs> sounded better before the show probably. It did anyway. Well, anyway, let's. Leave anyway, it. yeah. So, okay, but cool. we we will be giving a prize. Uh, we have some sports and spit merchandise currently in production. Yes, and by in production, we mean we will get it in production when we start to get towards the World Cup. Yes, exactly. Uh, we've got uh, the business end of it. Yes, exactly. So we've got a couple of months. So you'll be right. We'll give you something. So if you've got the winning team, then good luck to you. But here's the teams that you listeners out there that were quick enough to register on our social media page should be following over the next couple of weeks. So Peru went to Adam Clark. Now, it's funny. When we drew these names out, um, Maka unrolled 50 pieces of little paper. I did. Um, some of the names and the countries come up. And this is just total by chance but you know there's probably a lot, a lot to it Adam Clark is a bit of a known uh, runner in mountains so he, he drew Peru which is home to the Andes so uh, maybe there's something there for you Adam Clark plus they're pretty short aren't they yes they the are Peruvians. short yeah yeah Peruvians are like we've just covered not known for their height yeah and like Clark he's not known for his height either and they have excellent lung capacities uh, for their porters who do the Inca the Andes, Trail yeah, yeah lovely 
Well, there so, you go. Adam Clark, maybe you Everyone are Everyone fits, right? Secret Peruvian in there That's somewhere. right, you may be. So get your Peruvian jer- jersey on, Clarky, and get cheering. So, Brad Randall. Yes. You took home, you will be cheering home Panama. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of interesting that one of Newcastle's leading real estate agents um, gets tied in with a known uh, cash haven um, mm. and property sort of a haven in Panama. It does. There's a little bit of tax haven there. There's something there. Yeah. Now, not we're saying that. Now, honestly, if you're a customer of Brad Randall's, we, this is we very trustworthy. One of Newcastle's leading real estate agents. Yes. We are not casting dispersions on his professional career. No, no, not at all. No. So anyway, good luck with Panama. Now, the second team that Brad will be supporting in the World Cup is Uruguay, one of our most hated teams. Yeah. After knocking us out of the contention for the actual finals. So, Brad, we did a bit of. Two. Uh, word association and name association, but mate, to be honest, you don't really have a shot at winning this. No, I think Panama and Uruguay are probably long shots. Somebody who does does have a bit of a shot at winning it is a, is a dear old soccer friend of ours, Craig the Serial Killer Moreski. Yes. Now Craig is he's known as the Serial Killer because why is he known as the Serial Killer, Strudy? Well, I don't know why. We just think he's he's one. We just think you're you're an odds-on chance to be a serial killer, Craig. Yeah, anyway, fits, fits the profile. I, I believe that you look like one, and and that, look, don't stab me in the eye for saying it, but I just think you might be. But anyway, you're going to cheer Portugal on because you drew Portugal out of the sweep, which is pretty decent. Not bad. So you'd be a chance, I reckon, at least a chance. Why is it? Why is it the bad guys just get all the good play? No, no, it's yeah, rubbish. Isn't it? Yeah, that's right. You got to be a bad guy. It's lucky like guy, Craig. You lucky, lucky guy. guy. You'll also be cheering on Morocco. So, Craig, you got Morocco as well in yeah. the sweep. Well done. Bit of leveller there. Yeah. Now, Egypt. Egypt is a country that will definitely not win it. So, Michael Delore, you're going to have to support Egypt throughout this whole World Cup. Yes. And you probably will not win. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Michael, you came in as a reserve. I gave up, uh, or Maxi Macca gave up one of his spots yep. for, so. for you. So, Macca would have Egypt. Yep. So lucky for him, you came in. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate it, mate. You're in it, but you don't have a shot. No. Nah. So now probably somebody who's going to going to maybe have a bit of a shot at least being of a crowd favourite, the Iceland team who you said that you will follow, obviously. Yes. And a lot of people will follow. That's gone to Matt Cook. Yeah. Well, I can a Golden see... State Warriors fan. So thanks a lot, Arsenal. I, I can definitely see Cookie getting around his house, and I want to see a photo of this. I want him to see it posted on our page of him. Just wearing a Viking hat in his undies, watching yes. the watching the Iceland games. Definitely in his undies. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen Matt Cook in just his undies, and it's a pretty sight to behold. So, um, the other team that Matt Cook will be supporting, and don't even worry about wearing their jersey, Senegal Cookie. Senegal is is Matt Cook's second team. Yeah, they're um, big and athletic. Um, yeah. Senegal have good talent. They got a lot of good players in the Premier League. Yep. But yep. as a team, they they may make second round, but yeah. Not bad. Now, so good luck, Cookie, with your two teams, Iceland and Senegal. Uh, Pat Calabria, he is actually uh, going to support France. Well, yeah. Now, that's my pick for the win. So, Pat, you lucky bastard. You'll probably win the merchandise. So, yeah. good luck to you, mate. Now, your second team, Pat, is Costa Rica. So, don't worry about them, Pat. Well, the best thing to come out of Costa Rica was Shakira. Yes. Not the soccer team. Together. Hey, what's the soccer... What's the World Cup song? We haven't oh, no. heard it. Let's go find it. You go Google that, right? So so the next team that Adam Clark, our little Peruvian mate, is going to support is England. So, Clarkie, you're going to support England. Now, I'll tell you what, Clarkie, you've got 
in terms of world rankings, you got Peru ranked 11, and England I think are ranked. Where are they? 12. You got he's got the 11th and 12th ranked team. Jeez. Pulled in the draw. Jeez, you've done it right. Lucky prick. Yeah, that's right. He's his full mark backwards in everything recently. <laughs> now, so, uh, Adam Israel, you're going to support Iran? That's a bit ironic, isn't it? Well, a bit of personal conflict going on there with Adam Israel supporting Iran. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So, uh, Adam, I've got a question for you, mate. Um, how are you going to get up for this? How are you going to get up like, for this? you got to cheer for Iran. If you're going to win this Sports and Spit merch... Yeah, it'd be hard for him, right? I think it'd be really hard. Well, the other team that he's got is Saudi Arabia. Oh, so it's not going to be any easier from there. You know what I say to that? Suck shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, Joey Morgan, we appreciate you, mate, over there at iHoop. Um, a couple of yogurt land vouchers wouldn't go astray over here at the Sports and Spit desk. Thanks very much. Um, but anyway, iHoop, get onto it if your kids play basketball or if they want to play basketball. Get in and have a go. Joey's the man to teach them how to do it. Um, you're going, to, you're going to be following South Korea, mate, the Forgotten Nation. South Korea is your first team, Joey. And uh, your second team, mate, is Belgium. Oh, not so bad. So you've done okay. You've so, done right there, mate. Joey, if you are rocking an Android, like a Samsung phone, you're halfway supporting him anyway. Mm. But uh, not a bad draw in Belgium. I think um, they might be a bit of a dark horse. Wait, what was the reference to the Android phone? The Belgians, is that oh, where they made Samsung's Android? made from, uh, from Korea. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Big okay. Crane that was a bit cryptic. Not yeah. as good as your bloody, yeah, what was it? Catalonia. Catalonia. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was pretty cryptic too. Okay, so Melly, my old mate Melly. Adam Melmoth. Adam Melmoth. He's got Croatia. Croatia. Yeah, well, Adam Melmoth's a bit of a fiery guy and he's picked yeah, up a fiery, a fiery nation in Croatia. He has picked up a fiery nation so in Croatia. It's a bit of a perfect match there, isn't it? Yeah, but he takes it down a notch with the uh, with the Nigerian princes. So that's your second team, mate. Nigeria, Melly. You've got Nigeria and Croatia to follow throughout the well, actual... Yeah, the, the African teams are always pretty entertaining to watch. They are pretty entertaining um, to watch. Yep. So yeah, good luck with that, Adam. Good hey, luck, mate. But what I wouldn't do... Don't go finding any uh, Nigerian bookmakers to play some bets with because you'll never see your money. No, you won't see your cash again. Now, and you've fallen in, 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 in trouble with the internet before, Melly, so just look out, mate. So, right. So, the Luke Nugget Woodman is, is he's going to have a good chance of winning this Nugget Woodman. He, he's, he's got Argentina and he's got Russia. Oh. Fair dinkum. That you might have been a there, mate. That could be the final. All right, so Luke Nugget Wood, uh, Woodman. Argentina and Russia. So, mate, I'm, I'm serious. Go and hit Russia for progressing to the second round. That's a good bet. Yep. Now, another interesting Israel listener, Paul Israel. Paul Israel. Paul Israel, which is Adam's... Adam's father. Father. So, now Paul and Israel... Paul Israel. 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 Has so to cheer for... Germany. Oh. That's got to go against history, doesn't it? Oh. Mm. Anyway. Paulie. Mm. How are you going to do that, mate? Yeah. Cheer for the Germans. There's got to be some internal conflict there. Certainly some internal conflict. The Israel family like, are in tatters. What, what, what's that? Stockholm syndrome going on there, Stockholm isn't it? syndrome, I think that is right. <laughs> Take affection to, yeah. you. <laughs> to, to your captors or to the people that dominate you. Oof. But Paul's also going to have let's the not most... Get, let's not get too far down that road. No. Nah. Paul's also going to have one of the most neutral countries in the world, Switzerland, to support. Oh, so a bit of a leveller. Yeah. The so universe has kind of looked after you there. He's done all right there. Now, uh, next up you, on the list... Before we progress, i just got to say, Switzerland are ranked six in the world. Gee, you wouldn't have picked That's that, That's phenomenal. 
for a for a small little country, just makes chocolate. Yeah. Punch above their weight, the Swiss. Yeah. Home of Roger Federer. They are pretty good at sports, but yeah, they are. Warinka. Yes, Dan the man. Um, Kokonakis w- banged his missus. Wozniacki. Well, Caroline, yeah, she's okay. Yeah. Yeah, good one. All right, glad, so glad the tennis is over, mind you. Oh yeah, Nadal took his took took. Oh, who, who won the French Open? Nadal. Did he? Yeah. See so how much people. If it's not the Australian Open, no one gives a shit. I don't no, even know it was on. Actually, yeah, it was on. Yeah, Wimbledon's on in a couple of weeks too. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like the tennis. I follow the tennis. Good on you, Rafa. That's like you eleven know, championships. Next time we record a sports and spit, we'll be able to watch some live Wimbledon. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. We'll record it. We'll record an episode while we're watching the Socceroos. Yes. So, Adam Pfeiffer, the other nugget. The other nugget. The other nugget. What do you think another nugget is? So you've got your main nugget, mm. then the other nugget comes. So it's chicken nuggets. It's generally, no, no. You well, always like more than one. It's generally a bit runnier than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think Probably. nuggets been, out like the second nugget's been doing too much running. It's the after nugget. It is the after nugget. Okay, so here's the after nugget. you got Denmark to support, mate. Denmark. And I don't think you get a second team either. You're not on the list again. So you've only got one team nugget. Second nugget, he didn't get a start. Didn't he? No, he didn't get a. Oh yes, he did. Sorry, you got Mexico too. Mexico as well. Anyway, right on top of it. Uh, The second second nugget. So you got Denmark are ranked twelfth in the world. Yeah. Mexico is ranked fifteenth. Now I've got to say, uh, Mexico are going to be a tough team to beat. Hmm. Their defence is solid, and they might be tough to get around their wall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good lord! Righto, we need to end this quickly. (laughs) Got all the jokes. This is only going downhill. So Scotty Wheeler, um, Scotty Wheeler, mate, you're going to support Sweden and Serbia. So the two S's and three S's because it goes to Scotty. The best thing Sweden, about those countries, Serbia and Scotty, that's a big three. At least you may not win the thing, but at least they got hot women in the crowd you can watch when yes. you watch the games. Oh yeah, you'd be pretty happy with that. Well done, Scotty. Maybe so Sweden definitely more so than Serbia, but yeah. Now Adam Grogan, Adam is going to support Brazil. Oh. And Poland. Now, that's a fair chance. Brazil are the dead set favourites. Well, actually, I find this quite interesting. Adam is the owner of Adam's Family Meats in uh, New oh, Lambton. Yeah. Okay. So, Adam's Family Meats, happy to talk sponsorship here. <laughs> so, uh, maybe um, Adam, for, for a sports and spit, can, if, he, if he was to win this, can put on a uh, Brazilian barbecue yeah. and supply some Polish um, salami. Some Polish salami. Yeah, okay. So, well, Adam, there you go, Adam, Adam we've got we've a got challenge it. for you, mate. We want some Brazilian barbecue meat. And some Polish salami. And, yeah, I want a Polish salami in, in out of your support for Poland in the World Cup. Yeah, okay. Jeez, a bit of Polish salami wouldn't go astray. Righto, now, Streety, your team. Tell the listeners who you got, mate. Well, I like all most things from this country, um, especially the electronics especially and the, the cars, Yeah, and that's Japan. Japan. What is it? Are they called the Fighting Samurai or something like that? Is that oh, what Samurai called? Blue, I think. Samurai Blue. Samurai Blue, yeah. yeah right. Um, listen, they make great cameras, good cars. Yep. Uh, electronics are right up there. Yep. Um, but their football team's taken a bit of a slide in recent years and probably mm. one of the, uh, the Socceroos' bigger rivals. Uh, they have been their biggest rival, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, because of the Asian link. And so the... They're not in that group, so I, I will have a uh, cheering for them. Sort yep, of. absolutely. Yeah. Now... The Australian team? Socceroos. Socceroos. Who was lucky enough to get them, Streety? 
Uh, this little midget called Brett Murphy. Yeah, he's, he's one of Sports and Spits' friends. He is, yeah. He is a great friend of ours, and he's one of our most avid listeners, and, and a great person to offer feedback because he said that he wanted to hear more of me. Yes. So thanks a lot, Smurf. That's why you got the Socceroos. And I also looked after you in the draw, mate, and I, I gave you Spain as well. Oh. So you've done okay. Fair dinkum. That's what happens when you give good feedback. Yeah. Yeah, good but- on you. The draw was 100% random, so you just got it lucky. Was, yeah, no, nah, you got lucky, mate. So anyway, no one else complained. It's bullshit. Now, the other, so the other team that you gave up, Switch, you gave up one of your spots for a good, a very good mate of sports and spit. One yes. of the guys we ran into at, at Super the Super Bowl. Bowl party was Nick Marks. Yes. Marks, he jumped in a little bit late, but we got him a team anyway because he's such a good bloke. So, Marksy, mate, you are going to have to carry the flag for Colombia for the entire World Cup, mate. So... So you're there. So listen, uh, Marksy, if um, your celebration with Columbia winning, each time they score a goal, you'll do a line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're coming to your house, Marksy, to watch the Colombian games, okay? So, But you're buying, mate. So so we'll be there. And uh, yeah, I've got... Uh, and we'll bring some Polish sausage. Yeah, from Adam's Family Meats. Yeah. And I've uh, got a Colombian um, friend of, good good friend of relative of mine who spent time in Colombia, pretty well connected. <laughs> and maybe you should read that book, Marching Powder, before you start following them as well. Just get get the loaded on Colombian culture. Right, okay. Last but not least, my team. What team did Mackie get? Well, there's only one team left, and they are the dead set rank outsiders to do anything at this cup. Tunisia. Tunisia. I will be supporting the Eagles of Carthage, which is Tunisia's football team. The Eagles of Carthage. Now, that sounds like a house out of Game of Thrones or something. It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, from maybe where the Dothraki but live. I am all in. On, see, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so that's So who, who's Tunisia's best player? I'm going to Google this. Who's Tunisia's best um, player? Well, I'm ringing David Warner this week and seeing what he's doing. So. So, so that's it. That's the 32 teams and the 32, well, not the 32, the 18 people, I think, who, who actually were given a team in the sports and spit suite. All right, so your favourite player. So we're going to find the favourite, the, the, the best player in Tunisia's football team, and then we're going to say goodnight. Yep, so it looks like his name's Wabi Kazari. I would you know what? If you'd, if you'd given me a guess, I would have guessed him second. Yeah. Yep, so. Wabi right, Kazari. So, yeah, right. So, okay, right. Wabi Kazari. Now, we're going to publish this list. We are going to publish this list. It's going to go up on our social media pages. You should get on board to the social media pages yep. as well. But what I think we're going to do to take us out. We're going to have an outro. We're going to have an outro. It's going to not be the same as the intro. Not just because it's not called the same thing. So we found the 2018 anthem for the World Cup. Yep. And it's and coming to you from none other than Jason not Derulo. R- not Ricky Martin. Not Jason, Ricky Martin. Jason, not Ricky Martin. Not Shakira. And his song's called Colours. Isn't that a politically correct and inclusive name? Chumbawamba. What's it called? Colours. 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 And it's the Coca-Cola anthem for the 2019 FIFA Throwing a sponsorship in there. Well, you've got to sponsor everything. It's FIFA, mate. So So here you go, listeners. This is the 2018 World Cup anthem. (laughs) Doesn't sound very Russian. No. Yes, welcome There's to the, Russia. The voice synthesizer is kicking in there. Oh, Jason. No, I can't taste the feeling. I can taste the Coca-Cola, though. Yes. Oh, yeah, we're singing yeah, all together. Yeah, we are. We've come down, now, now. 
I can imagine a film clip of just Vladimir Putin dancing around yeah. without a shirt. Yeah, wrestling bears. Yeah, with the ruler. <laughs> yeah, they both probably not wearing shirts. Riding horses topless. Yeah. Probably put some Polish sausage in there. Walking around with um, guns. Mary Donaldson would be there too, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Julian Assange hiding in the he would be in the, too in the bushes. In the, yeah, Ecuadorial Guinea. Yeah. Well, anyway, you can right hear more out. of this rubbish song elsewhere. Yeah. We're going to sign off. Thanks a lot for joining us on episode 12. And uh, don't forget to check our social pages, check the list, and uh, support your respective teams with vigor. Good luck, guys. Adios, amigos. See ya. <laughs>